Welcome to another episode of the Father Ted Talk, broadcast here at the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmitsburg, Maryland. The 200th anniversary of Mother Seton's death is January 4th. We will be premiering our new short film on Mother Seton on January 4th. You can learn more at setonshrine.org slash 200 years. Now here's Father Ted. On this feast day of the Epiphany, we're celebrating the manifestation, the revelation of the divinity of Christ the King. And when Christ reveals himself, people are going to be responding in different ways. And that's something that comes up in today's Gospel. But we have three different groups of people responding in three different ways to the same news that the Messiah is born. And this, it shouldn't be surprising that people respond in different ways. We do this all the time. Depending upon who we are and how we feel, we're going to respond to the same thing in a different way. So if you have a hungry person and a stuffed person sitting next to each other at a table and somebody brings them a meal, the hungry person is going to be delighted, the stuffed person isn't going to really care too much for it. Or if you are following the law and a police officer shows up, that's going to be a source of comfort for you. But if you are not following the law, or if you know the police are looking for you, their arrival is going to be a source of dread. And so too with Christ. His appearance will have a different effect upon different people depending upon who they are and what they're doing. And we shouldn't be thinking that the gospel that we're going to be looking at now, this gospel from Matthew about the three different reactions, refers exclusively to some people that lived 2,000 years ago. The three different reactions are generic types. They're categories into which we could easily fall. First of all, we might be antipathetic. That is to say, like King Herod. Or we could be apathetic, like the scribes and the high priests. Or finally, we might be sympathetic to the arrival of Christ, like the Magi. So first of all, the antipathy of King Herod is something well known. He was not exactly pleased by the coming of the Messiah. And so he said he wanted to worship the child, but his actions prove that he meant if this is in fact the newborn king of the Jews, he must die. Because as the ruling sovereign, another king being born in your domain was a threat to you. And so Herod was fearful that Christ, who came to bring a crown of glory, was going to steal from him his tinsel crown. He lied and pretended he wanted to bring gifts, but the only gift he wanted to bring was the gift of death. And so, after the Magi departed to their home by a different way, he ordered that every child under two years of age in the area of Bethlehem was to be massacred. Antipathy. And this is something which continues to our day and age. If we look at the, the world, we can see whole nations that have this mentality towards Christ. Mainland China, North Korea, totalitarian states along those lines, or terrorist groups. But we don't need to go very far to find antipathy against Christ. 
hatred for him, we should say. In the West, in our country, in our state, probably in our town, there are a number of people who feel great rage against the newborn king. Sometimes it might be just people who have a personal misconception about who God is. They think of God as the source of all their woes, as some judge up there in heaven who's waiting to come down on them. And so they hate their misconception of God. Other people see God as an obstacle to their sinful lifestyles. And so these people look at God the same way a drug addict would look at a pharmacist who refuses to provide him with narcotics. But once again, Pope Benedict XVI pointed out that there might be other people who simply don't like him because he disturbs their comfortable way of living. He forces them to actually get out of their comfort zone. So while we might not be boiling over with hatred for God, it's worth asking whether we might prefer a life without God. Do we see God as an obstacle to be overcome, as a hindrance to the good life? And if so, if he's a problem for us, then we can probably count ourselves amongst the antipathetic. But then you also have this other group, the crowd of the, which manifested apathy, the scribes and the high priests. Because remember, remember how the story unfolded. The Magi arrive from the east, they go to Herod, they tell him, we have seen the star of the newborn king and we want to go to him. And Herod consults the scribes and the high priests about where this newborn king will be born, where the Messiah will be born, and the scribes know exactly where he is. He's going to be born in Bethlehem, that's what the prophet said. And so the Magi, they go off with joy to Bethlehem to find him. And the scribes and the, and the high priests don't budge. They stay right where they are. They don't even make a six-mile journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem to see if it in fact has occurred, if the long-awaited Messiah has in fact arrived. They had all the right answers. They knew their catechism, we can say. But they did not act on it. And this, again, could happen to us where we might know certain truths of our faith, but we fail to act on them. We're indifferent to it. For example, we know that the Eucharist is Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity, and that this is his house, but we come in here as if we owned the place. Or when we're coming up to communion to receive him, we're thinking about how the ravens are going to do against the Bengals. Or again, we know that mortal sin separates us from God, and if we die in that state with a mortal sin on our soul, there will be eternal consequences, though we put off confession till a better time. We wait until the forgiveness of sins app comes out, and then we'll take care of it. The apathy that prevents us from acting. The antipathy which hates God. But then you also have the finally, at the end, you've got this praiseworthy group, the Magi, the sympathetic group. 
with a vague notion of a coming king and some sort of extraordinary celestial phenomenon, they left their homeland, traveled 1,600 miles across a desert to come to Palestine, and then when they finally found him, they were overjoyed. They were seeking God, and they made great sacrifices to find him. These are the role models for us. Because like Fulton Sheen said, if we're not seeking God, we're drifting away from him. There are no plateaus in the spiritual life. We're either climbing closer to God or we're descending further from him. And so the question for us is, are we seeking God? Are we prepared to make sacrifices like the Magi in order to come into contact with him? This new year, 2021, are we going to be closer to God at the end of 2021 are we going to be getting closer to him than we were in the previous year? Are we going to be spending time in prayer on a daily basis? Maybe we're going to make a consecration of St. Joseph. Maybe we're going to read a book about Mother Seton in honor of her 200th anniversary. Maybe we're going to get to confession. But something has to happen. We must move and go find him like the Magi did. And when they did find him, they gave us one final praiseworthy example. They entered into that cave, maybe it was a home by that point in Bethlehem, and they saw there the child Jesus, Joseph, Mary. Maybe there were animals there. Maybe they showed up when the shepherds were there. We don't know. But they didn't see anything very extraordinary. There was no blinding light. There was no choir of angels. There was no, you know, Jesus was not floating above the manger. They saw an ordinary child and his mother. And the scripture says, they fell down and did him homage. They worshipped him. Now we, when we are standing in front of the tabernacle here, we don't see anything very extraordinary. There is no blinding light. There is no angel that is standing guard with a sword of fire. And when you receive communion, you don't start hovering as you float back to your pew. But this is truly God, and we must do him homage. The magi saw a babe and knew that it was God. We see the host, and we know that it is God. So what category do we fall into? Are we like Herod, with antipathy towards the newborn king? Are we like the scribes and the high priest with apathy? Or are we like the Magi with sympathy? The Magi had their star that led them to the newborn king. We have the Virgin Mary. She is the star of the East. And here she is, showing us where the Lord is to be found, where her son Jesus is. And so let us ask that she might always guide us closer to our Lord.